Hey Trekkies, welcome to another episode of the Sci-Fi Guy podcast that really isn't an episode of the Sci-Fi Guy podcast. As you might have guessed, I'm not Will Stape. I'm Christian Fox. I'm a huge Trekkie. I have my own Star Trek podcast called Yelling About Star Trek. I have a YouTube channel called Yelling About Star Trek. And I actually met Will working with him for the Star Trek website called Warp Factor Trek, which is just a fan site created by Dan Leckie, who you might know as a Scotch Trekker. And basically, it's just a bunch of really cool people who love Trek writing about the franchise. So Will asked me to contribute to Sci-Fi Guy, and so I thought, yeah, I would love to do that. Maybe even create a short podcast, which is what you're listening to today. And I want to just talk a little bit about Discovery Season 4 and the latest episode. So I should say, if you haven't seen the latest episodes of Discovery and you haven't seen the mid-season finale, then don't listen to this. Go and watch it and come back because I don't want to spoil anything for you and I will get into some very major spoilers. Alright, you're still here? Okay, don't say I didn't warn you. So let me start off by saying I've been enjoying Season 4, okay? I enjoy the episodes, I like the characters, I like the mystery. But I just haven't felt like I've been connecting with it the way I connect with other track. I enjoy it, but I'm just not loving it, and it's not something I'm going to go back to. It's not something that I've been thinking about obsessively every day since it's aired. And what I always joke about in when I'm talking to friends or I'm talking to people that know my love of track that I consider shows to be food worthy. So on a Friday night, I will always get my favorite food and I'll watch a show. So lately it's been shawarma and I've been having fries with that, a Diet Coke, and I would put on the show The Rookie, which is not a Star Trek show, but it's a police procedural, which is actually quite good. And that's been my go-to Friday night show. To get to that level where I'm going to put a show on in the Friday night slot or I'm getting my food. It has to be a really good show. It has to be a show that I'm really into. And Star Trek of late really hasn't been that show. But that has changed in the last couple of weeks with the last few episodes of Discovery. And specifically, it was the mid-season finale that made that difference. And even more specifically, it had to do with the character... Zora, who, as you might know, is the ship computer, and the computer has been around since day one, but in season two, I'm pretty sure it was season two, they interacted with some alien spheres, and and the spheres downloaded a bunch of knowledge into the memory databanks, and that has merged with the computer, and the computer started to grow bit by bit because of that experience, and it's something that's been talked about on and off, but I don't believe has been given that much attention just with everything else that they've been dealing with. But in the, I think maybe in the two episodes, two or three episodes ago, Captain Burnham was having a having a hard time with, with the fact that she had to leave one prisoner behind who wanted to stay because he committed murder in the past and she didn't want that to happen, but he insisted and she wanted to respect that. And she was quite down from that experience. But somehow Zara noticed that she was feeling badly and had a conversation with her. And then Michael Burnham was like, wait, Zara, how did you know this? How did you intuit that I was not feeling well? Is this a recent development? Have you always been able to, to do this? Have you always been aware of emotions? 
And she says, no, this is a recent thing, but I made these observations and, you know, and based on all that information and all that data, I was able to determine that you, in fact, are feeling very upset about something. And she's like, yeah, you're right. Wow, this is a, this is a huge thing. And then so later in the next couple of episodes, they start hinting at the fact that Zora is becoming a full-fledged life form. And then they finally, and they finally deal with that in the mid-season finale when they finally find the coordinates to the planet that they assume is responsible for the uh, the gravity phenomenon. They're calling it the the DMA. And they're like, okay, what are the what are the coordinates? And Zora refuses to give them the coordinates because she's worried about the crew. That whole episode sparks the whole whoa. She's becoming really intelligent. She's becoming a living person and a living being. What do we do? How do we handle this? I thought, okay, this is a really cool sci-fi thing. This is a really interesting spin on, you know, is Zeta a person? Is Zeta not a person? Is he a piece of machinery? So it's a great combination of you get all your fun with Data, but you also throw in the ship's computer, combine the two, and you have a really cool storyline. But the whole reason I want to mention it today, even though I've just gone on for three minutes, I assume, maybe, I hope less than that, and the reason I want to talk about this is because it not only got me interested in Discovery again, like really interested and really invested, but it made me cry. And think about that for a second. This is this is wild to me because I never once thought that, oh, watching a show about a computer becoming alive would be emotional. Like, yes, it would be interesting and you might cheer, but I didn't think it would make me tear up, but it did. And it had such an impact on me. There was a specific scene that just really made me tear up like I haven't in a long time where Stamets says to Zara, Hey Zara, do you want to become a member of Starfleet? And Zara's like, yes, yes I would. And I don't know what it was about it, but it was just so emotional to me. And it just, it was moving. It was like witnessing, I guess, really just witnessing a birth. Which I've never witnessed a birth, but... Well, you know, when I see when I see kids getting born on TV or or whatever medical show I'm watching, I get teary eyed, and there's just something about for me like a kid's innocence that makes me a little bit sad when you think about all the things that can happen. And I remember watching one show where, and then forgive me, this is very dark, where this kid was celebrating his birthday, but he had cancer and he was likely going to die in a few months. And, uh, you know, I'm even starting to tear up right now. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Uh, I don't want to watch this, guys. Go back to the storyline where the, where the guy thought he was going to have a really hot massage with this girl. But it turned out it was actually uh, another a male masseuse. You know, let's go back to that. And if you're like, wait, what is this? It's The Resident, okay? It's a CBS show, The Resident, medical show. Actually, a lot of Star Trek people appear on the show as, as guest stars, which is kind of cool. And it was Bruce, uh, Bruce Greenwood's character who was having this massage. But, but that storyline just hit me. And there's something about kids and their innocence that gets me emotional, especially when I know something bad is about to happen to them, like on a TV show where they have cancer, or just knowing that horrible things are going to happen in the world and having to see them experience that. So I guess maybe that's why it hit me, the fact that Zora is almost like a child in the sense that she is becoming aware of herself for the very first time beyond just, oh, I'm the ship's computer, main power restored, you know, Captain Burnham is located on, is on deck four, you know, all the usual stuff that you hear in Star Trek when the computer speaks. But, but the fact that she is now becoming aware of herself and is essentially a full being 
and he wants to join Starfleet. And the fact that they're like, hey, you're no longer just a, a computer. You are a person. Do you want to go join Starfleet? And it was just moving to me because of that innocence. I also think it's showing how much Star Trek really does value new life. Like, I know they always say that. And, you know, Captain Picard is the first person to go, oh, there's new life. Let's recognize it. Let's treat it with respect. Especially when he represented Data and proved to the, to the not the Federation, but proved to Starfleet that Data was a living person that should be treated as such and not as property. And he did the same thing with the nanites that uh, that Wesley uh, was tinkering with. And when they took over the Enterprise, he was like, no, these are life forms. We have to treat them as such. And so uh, Discovery was carrying on that tradition. But it, it felt more substantial because it wasn't, it's not a walking, talking person. Data is a lot easier to understand as a living machine because he is humanoid in the way he looks. He is played by Brent Spiner, who is a human. And Data is modeled after Dr. Nooning Son. So he is designed to look human and to sound human. But this is the first time that they've ever recognized a computer. Like, not someone with a physical body, but just someone who is the ship's computer as a living being which is huge, and you combine that with the fact that Discovery has the first gay couple on screen, and that you have a transgender character and a non-binary character, and the fact that nobody really gives a Jimmy Crack corn, as my uh, old history teacher used to say back when I was in high school. What I, what, this is a long tangent, but what I mean to say is, just nobody cares. It's like, hey, we respect you, we like you because we like you. We don't care if you're transgender, we don't care if you're gay. If your pronoun is they, them, we respect that. We don't want to treat you in a bad way. So there's this whole new level of respect for diversity in life that I don't think we've seen before in Star Trek. And not saying that Star Trek was, was not inclusive, it was, but there were limitations based on the fact that, well, it was in the 90s and early 2000s, and diversity and inclusion was different in in those days and now and now diversity and inclusion is well it's just more diverse and more inclusive and you get the storyline of zara being a life form i think it honors that that belief and principle what i'm trying to say in all of this is i'm now into discovery season four i can't wait for the next episode I think the storyline with Zara is amazing, it's really sci-fi, and it hit me on an emotional level because of the childlike innocence that she had, and the fact that she was essentially born in the last couple of episodes where she went from being a ship's computer to a fully-fledged sentient life form, which was amazing to me. and. I'm moved, I'm excited, and I really like what Discovery is saying about diversity and inclusion. And that is my Star Trek rant for today. I hope you got something out of it. I hope this wasn't too rambly. And if you enjoyed this and you want to hear me go on and on and even more on and on about Star Trek, then please check out my podcast, Yelling About Star Trek. You can also check out my YouTube channel, also Yelling About Star Trek, where I do more concise videos. And as I always say in my podcast and my YouTube channel, 
In the paraphrased words of Captain Kirk, I shall see you out there. That away. <laughs>